Welcome. Welcome, guys, to episode number 17 of the Evolve Idiots podcast from Los Angeles, California, Studio 537. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. We're burning up over here. We don't know how we survive this shit. Me and Matt are probably the the last survivors in Los Angeles at this point. But uh, when it was that Kurt Kurt Russell movie, Escape from L.A. Escape from L.A. <laughs> Escape from uh, New York. New York, too. yeah. yeah. Snake yeah. Pliskin. Yeah, Snake I'm gonna have to pull out my leather pants here and uh, <laughs> get my eye patch ready. No one wants to see you in leather pants, man. No oh, one wants to see. Only you. if I have the eye patch to match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Then we're like, is he is he nine bi- binary? What is? He? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if non-binary probably get that job promotion. You get the job promotion for sure. Because <laughs> being white right now, it's, it's no bueno for you. Yeah, it could be better. <laughs> but shit, man, how's how's your week going so far? You know, pretty, pretty, you know, pretty good, I guess. Just pretty. lots, lots of work and uh, yeah. been sucked into this. I know you, we we talked about it just a little bit last week. I'm still sucked into this whole. Uh, uh, lost civilization research thing eventually we will talk about it but yeah. i want to be very like you want to do your due diligence i want to have that. some some knowledge so i'm not just a dumbass on here that's like i think it's interesting and, yeah. and then we don't like really have uh, anything to be say able about to converse it. about it you yeah, know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. um yeah. but i'm i'm very close to that point now though. okay all right i'm very close <laughs> i will say at least the air quality's uh gotten better over the past three four days it has from uh just from the fires for those of you who don't know there was la has been super smoky for about a couple of weeks yeah so just <laughs> i mean we've been fortunate it's nothing like up north yeah. i mean up north the fucking sky has been red and orange for like two weeks mm-hmm. i mean it looks like a hellscape from armageddon oh, yeah. and like really fire and brimstone falling from and the it's sky still like right now, right? Like it's still pretty bad yeah Still pretty bad. Yeah, that, not great. The air quality is death, man. Yeah, man, not I was, great. I was telling you earlier too that uh, even before, like we we both watched the Social Dilemma, right? But even before we watched that, I was just on Facebook. I was on Facebook scrolling through there, and then uh, one of these girls I went to high school with posted something on on Facebook like, "How do you deal with?" Uh, you know, Trump supporters uh, in your family and shit, right? And then, like, that, of course, spawned a whole thread of, like... Of course it did. And to me, like, it was pretty disgusting. You know what I mean? People were like, I've excommunicated my grandparents or I don't even talk to these people. And I told you that that is why we are kind of where we are right now because it's like, even after watching The Social Dilemma, is like, no one's willing to talk anymore, right? So if no one's willing to talk anymore, there's only one thing that can happen, and that's action. So it's like if you're not willing to talk and we both can't come to uh, come to a resolution or come to a treaty or whatever you want to call it, then the, the chances of, like, civil war increases, right? Like if both – Republicans and Democrats or whatever cannot come to the table and talk to each other. All I want people to do is talk to each other so then that we can try to fight for peace. You know what I mean? Because if that doesn't happen, there won't be any peace. 
Yeah, I I would just like for people to have a conversation and not necessarily like they don't even have to win the it's not about winning the conversation even at this point. It's about just having an open line of communication, yeah. which is something that everybody's really struggling with. And you know, you talked about, you know, the you know, our political leaders trying, you know, needing to 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 I mean, they should be the ones kind of leading this, you know, initiative, but yeah. you know, I just feel like more and more that it just gets more and more messed up you yeah, know as I mean, time to goes me it was on fucking like it's it was pretty fucking disgusting to me you know what i mean like you're going to excommunicate your grandparents or whatever well, like, and this is the thing right is like right, you don't but, need to you don't need to agree with your political views with okay. like whatever right but at least talk to them about like what you guys do agree upon you know what i mean like there's stuff that you have in common with these sure. people. Sure. Have you have, have you ever heard somebody say, though, that if you weren't related, you wouldn't be friends with that person? Yeah, of course. Okay, well. Yeah. But there, still. There, there you go. To, to, for me, it's, it's disgusting to see, like, a grandchild be like, I'm not, you know. Like, well, what if your grandparent is a fucking, you know, evil racist? Well, if they're evil, of course. Like, what, if, you know what, what, if, what if they like, you know, Nazi tendencies? But see, this is what I'm know? saying. We're already going, like, super fucking crazy far right or far left it's like to me it's this is like if that's our automatic to go super far left super far right and not just fucking talk first but how do you have a conversation with somebody that will not acknowledge the reality and facts that are in front of you they deny science they deny facts they would rather believe propaganda or some bullshit that they see on on Facebook mm -hmm. that has no basis in reality or truth or fact. Yeah. But that's what they cling to. That's their belief system. So how do you have a rational conversation with someone like that? Well, the thing is, like, it would, it would have to be, honestly, if it's, like, a family member, I would have to I would change subjects. I'd just be like, well, what, like, what, what's, going go what's going good in your life right now? What, what, how are you feeling? You know what I mean? Like, because you're not going to win, they're not going to win. So then, the the point of like, you you're you're not going to win that conversation. They're not going to win the conversation. But it shouldn't even so be then, about winning the conversation. But that's what it is. It shouldn't be about winning the conversation. Yeah. That's the problem. Is that both people people are going into conversations, quote unquote, conversations today, mm -hmm. and they're trying to treat every conversation as a debate that yeah. they have to win. And that is not necessarily what it is. I should be able to sit down with someone in my family that's a huge, that's a big Trump supporter, and we should be able to talk about everything that's gone on in 2020 and not be mad at each other yeah. by the end of that conversation. For sure. But that does require some level of, of ground being given, like, okay, I can see why that concerns you. Yeah. But when one of those people are are – they have no ability to perceive the situation from outside their current viewpoint. Yeah. It doesn't allow the conversation to actually develop and evolve into anything productive. So it's what to me, it just narrows down. You know, you, you can only talk to uh, about certain things and you're, you know, it's like, here's, I can talk to you about three things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I it's, do like, get it's, that. it's like it's like it's like going home and and everybody's like uh, you know 
college football's back on. I'm like, yeah, college football is shouldn't be being played right now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like there are more important things that we got going on. Like you can't, we can't, we got problems trying to get people to go in and vote in person, but y'all think that it's a, a God-given right that you get to play college football. Yeah. Uh, this conversation very quickly goes south. Right. You know? Yeah. I, th I think it's. And am I supposed to not voice what I really, how I really feel to someone that no, I'm I supposed to have an open relationship with? I think a with? lot of this is the lost art of conversation. People don't know how to converse with each other anymore. The, all they do is they constantly just hear one side, right? Yeah. They're constantly like, I'm like, update my status. Here's a picture of me. Here's this of me. Here's this of me. It's, and then on the other end, you have people doing that uh, at the same end, right? And they're not talking to each other. They're just building each other up. Like, they're building their sides up. Yeah. So it's like, it, to me, it's honestly the lost art of conversation because it's like, we can not agree on things, but also find things that we have in common and let that grow. Because, like, if you start from things you have in common first and you realize that, okay, that I have more in common with this person than I thought I did, then chances of you kind of and on both sides of you like kind of taking a serious look at like okay now i see what he was talking about you know what i mean like climate change is real you know what i mean like all like chances of you softening up your stances with someone you you like and have things in common with increase but if off of the bat it's like this if you're on a date with a girl right your first date you're not gonna be like hey my name's Matt. Nice to meet you. Let's fuck. You know what I mean? You're gonna be, you're gonna have the small talk. Yeah, read the situation. You, but you know, but, I mean? you, like, know. you know, you're gonna have the small talk. You're gonna do all those things, and then you're gonna close the deal. Right? Not anymore. Tinder, <laughs> Tinder has taken that out of the situation. Yeah, yeah. But the same thing with like, I look at like all this like pol like political conversations, religious conversation. All that stuff is fucking. You know what I mean? So it's like, let's warm up to that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Let's let's talk about the shit like that we have in common that we both like. You know what I mean? And start from there. But if people aren't willing to come to the table and even start a conversation just because they think they, they created these scenarios in their head that, oh, my God, you're a dirty racist and I'm never going to talk to you and this and that. Because guess what, everybody? It's ugly on both sides. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the conversations need to start happening more and more and even like after watching the social uh dilemma it, it's like you these people need to understand that their the narrative is being controlled you know what i mean yeah here here's the thing that that people most mostly need to understand even before they try having a conversation it goes back to what we've talked about many many times about educating yourself on actual real knowledge yeah and if you are plugged into these social media networks all the time and you're on them and that's your only source of news or it's your only interaction with people outside your workplace or it's the only interaction you have outside your immediate family or, or circle of friends, like that is not reality. Yeah. And you are being manipulated. Yeah. And if you don't recognize that, like that in itself should be a reason for you to question when you see an article on Facebook mm -hmm. or you see a meme on Facebook. You know, they, it's like they I want had the a, engagement from it's, so it's, it's like it's I, what gets you riled up. So it's like whether it's 
politics or whatever, you know, it sees what you like. All right, this is riling him up. It's getting more clicks. He's getting yeah, engagements more. Sure. Let's feed him more of this. Yeah, absolutely. So then it's going to skew like your view. Of but things. you have to like, but people have to make, they have to acknowledge this because it's like I, I, I had a friend. So I have a friend who uh, posted a meme or repost. I don't, I, I think it was a repost, but anyway, and I'm thinking, you know, this is propagating like this is exactly what all the trolls want you to do. Like this is adding to the dissension and division in the country yeah. like by you posting this. Whether it's true or it's funny or not, mm -hmm. like you have to understand that that has it's it it can't just be like I wish that it was just like what I find funny. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. Not today. Not not right now. Yeah. Not, you know. Yeah. 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 Like you have to understand that maybe you and your friend might find it funny, but there's a huge. But that's like when you, but that's adding to all that division out there. Of course, when you post it to the world. To the world. Yeah. For the world to see. Of course. You know, it's at, it's different if you send it to like a group text. Yeah. That's thread. different. Yeah. That's much different. Because it's amongst you and your right, tribe. Right. The people that think the same way. But you when you're just putting something out there that's like question everything, everyone's out to get you, fuck everything, then like that is not the kind of message that we need to be projecting out into the universe and yeah. toward one another. Yeah. Because like you said, it, it, cre it, it creates more division. And that's the thing is like as we get divided more and more – we're we're headed towards closer to civil war, right? I mean, I'm honestly, I was, you know, we've talked a, a lot about, you know, things that have gone on this year. And I generally am pretty positive about where I think it could end up, even though I think it would be very painful in the short run. But I'm growingly concerned about what, you know, about a civil war here in this country. I, and I'm, I'm more and more, I'm starting to be convinced that maybe this is the downfall of America. Right. Well, that's exactly like, I mean, like, like maybe, maybe our dominance is done, but that's because when you're not willing to talk anymore, that's what happens. It's not just that we're not willing to talk. We have become a completely militaristic country. We're, we're a military state. Right. Is, is essentially what we are. We we spend so much more on military than anything else in our budget that nothing else even comes close. And neither side wants to back off of it. The Republicans and Trump have given the military industrial complex more money than they've ever had in their history. Biden has already come out and said that he thinks that more spending may be needed due to consultants, uh, cons people he's been talking to. Um, they all want to go to war. It's like today I saw an article Wait, where so they're you're wanting saying to. Republicans in, and Democrats both want to go to war. Now they're now they're now they're now, now they're starting to 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 talk that uh, Iran has you know weapons of mass destruction. It's like a playbook from 20 years ago that led the whole country or whole world to pretty much hate George Bush and and hate the United States and really started our downfall. When I, I know you know t you know I've I've heard people that promote nation building and promoting democracy and all this. And while I understand that there are always going to be people that are out to get us at some point, you know, because they don't love our way of life or whatever, you know, again, I, I don't understand why we think that we can go impose our will on other people either. Right. 
Yeah. Like, don't they have their, isn't it? Just as I think it's my God-given right to ingest anything into my body that I want to, uh, I think, you know, other people in other countries have the right to live how their they, country they wants to, to as well, as long as they don't infringe on anyone else. Now, I understand, again, you know, terrorists are bad people and they don't play by the normal military rules. But the truth is we don't play by normal military rules anymore, not when you're you know, controlling a joystick in, in, in New Mexico and blowing people up or halfway around the world. Yeah. 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 With all these drones and shit, you know, like fucking around and, and, uh, I mean, again, if you're going to kill somebody, you at least ought to have the decency to look them in the eye when you do it. Yeah. More and more as time goes by, like we're living in like a coward's world though. You know what I mean? Like it's gotten so soft (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot of pussies out there there are a lot you know what i mean yeah. so it's like this is like because honestly it's like what, what we were touching on before now that i think of it is like you're not willing to have a conversation with somebody if they're not will, like if they're willing to have one and you're not that's that's a that's a pussy mentality too you know what i mean it's like you should be able to Come like, to me. You got a problem with yeah. me? Let's let's, let's just, fucking just, talk just about say, it. hey, man, I don't like, you know, I didn't appreciate the way you handled that. Yeah. Great. I'm sorry, man. My bad. I understand how I came off wrong, you know? Yeah, because even like what we're talking about before is is uh, before the podcast started, we're talking about uh, Daryl Davis, right? He, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. He, he converted over 200 uh, KKK Klansmen. To not be turning their turning their fucking racist shit and change their lives, right? So it's like with something as deeply evil and dark as racism, right? That it he converted these people from just talking to him, yeah. Like you know, listening to those podcasts, he's just like Jordan's like, how did you uh, convert these people? He's like, I just talked to them, and then they found out they had more in common. You know what I mean? Like. More in common, they, they they saw that he was a smart individual. So it's like, if if someone can stop being racist, you know what I mean? Like from a conversation, sure, it shows you how powerful conversations are. But if like if no one's willing to talk, then fuck, we're fucked. But I think. Th- I, I, of course, I 100% agree with you about conversations, being willing to have them, having an open mind in the conversation. I also feel like there's a lot of people in this country that don't have anything in common, though, except for the fact that they're on this planet together. They don't have any interests that are similars. Somebody who lives in uh, San Francisco, mm-hmm. in the middle of the city, probably has less than three things in common with somebody that lives in rural South Carolina. Right. For example. And so having those two people to come together and be like, what are your interests? What's important to you? Like they're coming from two totally different places. And I, I just think like, well then if that's the case, then it should be about respect. Right. It should be because, but what makes this country great again is it's a melting pot, right? Like, let's say we go. But to, respect isn't just given; respect is earned. Of course. And 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 I. Think, I should say being respectful. Sure. In conversation. Sure. So if you're respectful in conversation, then that's a, still a starting point. Sure. Like I look at like, and let's say it's not as 
crazy as like San Francisco to wherever you said South Carolina, yeah. or wherever, right? Yeah. So let's say it's countries. Let's say it's a person immigrated here from Jamaica, moved to New York. Person yeah. immigrated here from uh, China, moved to New York. Now they live in the same neighborhood, right? The the thing that makes New York so great are all these immigrants coming together, and they're just like, we're all New Yorkers now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the fucking cool thing about that is like, there's differences there, but it's embraced. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I think people, if it's not nefarious or evil, if they have differences, then you embrace these differences. But that's not the division. Yeah. You're you're taking two people that live in the same big city. Right. Of course, all their interests are the same, even though they come from someplace else. in the city. The division in this country is between rural and metropolitan. Yeah. Either if you live in one of the ma- a major city or a big city, there's a there's a division in thinking and in lifestyle and in values between the large city dwellers and people in the rural. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think they were open to having conversations, reasonable conversations that there are going to be things that they're not going to agree on ever. But I also think there are some things that they could agree on. Of course. And I think if people were just more reasonable, like, you know, if if uh, the vegan from the big city is concerned about animal production and, and uh, better quality food, you know, the person from the rural area that only eats meat and thinks vegetables are going to kill them, um, you know, the carnivore they, they both need to, like, you know, I'm not saying the vegan has to eat meat, but, you know, the other person, you know, the rural person, meat eater from the country, you know, needs to be able to say, you know, OK, I, you know, it, it is pretty, you know, some of the shit we do to the animals is pretty raw. Like, you know, we'll, we'll do better. Yeah. You know, but see, it's like respect. Yeah. It's but respect. nobody wants to nobody wants to give any ground. And that's I think the that's the heart. That's the part like who wants to because everybody says and it's true in sales. The first thing they tell you is the first one to speak after you turn the paper around <laughs> is loses. one that loses. Yeah. You know, so you don't want to be the first one to give ground. Yeah. Because then you do start to you become the in that losing situation. Well, people need to kind of look at in terms of like what you just said is like. All right. Like it's culture. They're they're. The difference is culturally, right? Rural and city life, right? I think religion plays a role For in sure, that as well. For sure, religion plays in a role, but it's like if you went to another country, right? And you were there, you'd go by, do as the Romans do, right? You'd, you'd, I do. Yeah. I will say because this. Because you're a respectful person. By and large, the impression I got in my overseas travels is that most Americans aren't that way, though. Yeah. I think most Americans expect to go overseas and have people speak to them in English and like cater to them because they're Americans and they don't understand why everybody's not just wearing baseball caps and speaking English and eating hot dogs. Yeah. And. You well, know, well, they, 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 they overseas, they like hot dogs and, and, and baseball and yeah. shit, too. But like, you know, when you're, you know, when you're in another country, you're it's like you said, you do like they do. Yeah. You start dressing I like they do. This. I even I even found that I like, you know, to and, and you, you start to pick up their accents as well, mm. which if you're trying to learn language, which you should. Yeah. You know, you should 
start to mimic their accent as well to, well, to do it properly. Like, it's like here, like in America, if someone comes here, you expect them to learn English and stuff, right? If I go there, wherever, Thai, like Thailand, like wherever, I'm going to try to speak their language for too. Sure. So it's like, it's respect for the cultures, right? If I go to Thailand, I want to wear those those weird baggy short pants that they wear that are tied at the bottom and super baggy. You, you know what I'm talking about? You want capri pants? <laughs> nah, they're not capri pants. They're, they're like those, I don't know what kind of pants they I wore, are. I wore normal shorts. <laughs> you know those like Indian shorts? Like the, you know the shorts? No, no. They're really popular over there. <laughs> are they like what? They're like the most popular pants. style Asian joggers? Pants. They're, they're, pro, they're similar to a jogger, yeah, except yeah, yeah. they're like real baggy. Like sorta. Aladdin pants. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah but cloth. Yeah. Yeah, but everybody over there, yeah, they're like the most popular style pant in Asia, from what I understand. There's more of that style sold than any other kind, from what I understand. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. I read. Nah. Nah. Yeah, nah, I don't know. I, like, nah. I, I, need you to, I need you to double check that Google, <laughs> see, see what source it came from. You know, but It's been a while. I'll have to check. Yeah, but this like, so it's like you have respect for a culture when you go there. Sure. Right? Just yeah, like yeah. this is like, if I, if I go to the South. And they're polite to me there. I want to respect their cult, like whatever. You know what I mean? Like you guys like to do this and that. That's cool. That's not what I do, but I'll respect yeah. it. It's like if I, if uh, someone from a rural area comes to a city, you're gonna shit on. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna have respect. You know what I mean? Like it's all about like people lose lose sight of that shit, man. Like whether it's like you go to another country, you go to another state, you go to another region. You have to have respect and you realize that these people are just at the end of the day, there's human beings try to live a good life, however they think it. And it might not go along with what I believe in, but I'm going to respect your views. And, you know, like then we could talk about football. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or something we do have in common. So that's that's all. It's it's just, it's so fucking just crazy now that we can't even just talk man you know what i mean like it's 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 that's what's draining is you're stuck in these echo chambers <laughs> people are stuck in like what they want to hear what they want to hear and that's the end of the story well it's also so coming from the perspective of someone who uh i struggle with this sometimes what we're talking about and you know climate change is kind of a good example mm -hmm. you know it's uh it's obvious. I mean, to me, it's it's obvious. Two things are obvious. One is that man definitely affects is affecting the climate, and two that the planet does go through cycles. Mm -hmm. So I, I understand both of those things, but and having done some recent research, sort of on our ancient history of the planet, you know most of those major cycles have occurred also because of like cataclysmic events. Mm -hmm. And so we are like the slow moving cataclysmic event that is, is propagating this change in the past. It's been, you know, theorized that it's been comets or meteors or, you know, other, other things uh, from relation to the sun that have caused the, the, the dramatic changes rather rapidly. Yeah. So, what bothers me is like the fact that people, whether you agree, whether you believe in climate change, whether you agree with it, whether you support it, whatever, you want to do something about it or not, 
it bothers me that people don't understand that people won't have a conversation about it because of greed and 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 that the people that are leading these policies and leading these companies are in it for money and yeah. their kind of view is i'm going to be dead in either they don't believe it or that they're going to be dead and it's not going to be their problem yeah. to deal with and and the people that are supporting them at the at the voter level of the citizen level are often it seems like ignorant to the fact that those people don't care about them. You know, what they're doing and how they're voting and how they're choosing and, and both sides, like we talked, you know, it's both Democrats and Republicans are the problem. Yeah. But regardless of how they're voting, you're supporting people that are not serving your best interests. They're not looking out for you. They're not improving your life. They don't care about you. They really don't. It's like we've got 100 companies in the in the world account for 71% of the global emissions. Yeah. 71 companies. What, 100 companies. 100 companies. 100 companies create 71% of global 71%. emissions. 71%. All right. How is it that we cannot like Go, you know what? Have some reform there. We've got, we can, all we have to do is, is reform these 100 companies and we could dramatically impact this. Yeah. Well, it's greed. Like it's you said. greed. Same thing with like about social media companies. We said there should be a reform there, but chances of that happening are there. Like it's greed, right? All like reform needs to happen in all these areas, but will reform happen? I doubt it when the, you know, motherfuckers are making money. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's where the people that are voting on a daily basis, they have to be able to come in and say, you know what? I'm not going to give you my vote unless yeah. you're going to change what you're going to do once you're elected. Yeah. Honestly, I think, you know, it should, it, I, I think it should be this. You don't see these people's like faces. <laughs> you don't know who you're but like. You should be like, these are the policies, right? Like choose like you go down the list. Like, if you really want to vote, right? Just like, do like a, 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 a literally a policy listing. Yeah. And just do a side by side comparison of the policies. Well, that, or it's like you check off what you want. Yeah. You as an individual, you as an American citizen that wants to vote and that wants change in the world, you check off all these policies. Like, you have to read through, like, all right, boom, boom, yeah. check, check, yeah. check, check. And then at the end of the day, it's not like the person you vote, it's for like whoever checked off the most checks with whatever policies will win. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do you think is going to happen with, with the election? <sighs> Either way, some shit's going to, something's going to burn. I think the, the Either most, way. the most popular theory right now, and it does sort of, it, it, well, I won't say it's the most popular, but a popular theory I've, I've heard several places and it does make sense is that assuming that, um, more Democrats will do mail-in balloting voting and uh -huh. more Republicans will do in-person voting yeah. on the night of the election, the numbers will favor Trump mm. and Trump will come out and say, I've won. Yeah. And any, a any, any, any change to that is going to be fraud and cheating 
without considering that it's going to take weeks, and everybody knows this already, but it's going to take weeks to count up all the v- mail-in voting. Yeah, yeah. And so... My thing is... Both sides, and this is where the media, like, you can't, if when Trump comes out and says, I've won, like, yeah. you can't be so stupid and ignorant that you believe anything that you hear on TV. You have to understand that there, there's a, the way this is going to work is you're not going to know for weeks. Yeah. And it's not that people are cheating. It's just the way it is. Yeah. I will say that it's like, what? All right. So a lot of Democrats are going to do mail-in votes, right? Supposedly. Why? Um, because they're probably more concerned about the COVID. So what they need to do is get the fuck out of here because <laughs> like, there's a lot of Democrats going to the supermarket right now in person waiting in line to buy shit. Well, I will say that I, you know, like mail in, if, if you're willing to do yeah. that for a piece of chicken. Sure. What's wrong with mail in voting though? Well, like, the, the, like, like you said, like it's going to, it's take, more convenient. Like it's, it's a hassle. Like I don't know. I've only voted in person once or twice in my whole life. Yeah. Because it's such a fucking hassle. Yeah. I think you we know, voted together when we were in Florida. Work doesn't <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think we both went to the- But like work, you know, if you work a job, yeah. Like this is another thing that should be changed and both parties should be on board with this, but obviously Republicans usually like a lower turnout. Make it a holiday. It them. Make it a fucking holiday. Yeah. We get Labor Day off, we get Memorial Day off. We Columbus get Day. Columbus Day. <laughs> we get th- Thanksgiving. We get all these holidays off. Yeah. Like, why can't we have just one the election day as a holiday where everybody's off and everybody can just go to the polls? Oh, agreed. Agreed. I mean, in like I've had six months off right now. <laughs> so yeah, another day off would be fine. You know, yeah, like for yeah. sure for voting and maybe and in all person joking aside, yes, for voting, we it should be a holiday and maybe in person voting will be crazy this year because there are a lot of people not working. I mean, the lines on day one of the polls in Virginia yesterday yeah. were down the block yeah. lined out trying to get in to vote. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and that's the thing is like, that's what I'm saying is like, if let's say you you're scared of like uh, mail in mail in voting, right? Just go and fucking vote, like uh, like and you're worried like you care about what's going to happen. Go and fucking go in person. Uh, you know what I mean? Like if if you have gone out during this pandemic For sure. gone to the, and spent an hour in the supermarket or whatever, fuck yeah, go. But nobody, not even you stop know, being a pussy. Yeah, but not even me or you wants to go stand in line for two hours. Of course not. I mean, of it's a waste not. of time yeah. when I could just fill this out, drop it in the mail yeah. uh, next week, and then not have to go. I mean, do but that. if we're talking real convenience, uh, internet. Yeah, there are people that are going to complain about that being able to be manipulated, though. Well, We're all, already talking about the social dilemma. <laughs> it, it, it is already being. Uh, it already is being manipulated yeah, yeah, online. Yeah. 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 Yeah, <laughs> but you know, did you watch? Uh, did you watch um, season two of Narcos though? I'm no, just curious because no, there's like a scene in that. More Wagner's not other. Hey, not, not season two actually. It's season <laughs> three. It's season two of Mexico. Oh yeah, if Wagner's not on there. I don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but like they do this whole scam where they like put in this computer program into the tabulating system and it like janks all the numbers up in this dude's favor. Oh, so right. it's like. I'm not saying, you know, there are definitely, I don't know, no matter how you vote, there's always going to be risk. Yeah. Uh, But 
I, I don't know. I mean, we, we've just got to be able to have some integrity in our system. And that comes down to the people running the system, I yeah. think, ultimately. And I do hope, like, this is what I do hope for is, like, if more people are open to conversation, they do realize this two-party system's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? If like, more they people be, talked, that's what they would realize. That's, that, that's what I'm saying is, like, people will realize they're, they're more disenfranchised with what's going on right now. And... and They'll be like, man, something needs to fucking change. Yeah. Fuck both these people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I'm not eat like that's the thing is I've never been one or fuck both those. Fuck both. I mean, them, I dude. get called a, a crazy liberal from people back east because yeah. I've lived in Seattle and yeah. now LA on the West Coast. <laughs> and it's like obviously they're two very liberal places. But we both know this. Is but like, that does not like necessarily mean you've drank I've drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I don't like I live in LA. I don't consider myself an LA person, though. Does I'm not. Yeah, I'm not general of the woke army. Yeah, you know. And that's the thing. You know what's funny is like, on both sides, they both refute scientific facts. Both sides. <laughs> on both sides, with whatever, uh, you know, like whatever fits what they, what how they won't hurt their feelings. Exactly. Makes them feel good. Both and both are like, look at the science. Both of you, both sides. Don't believe in science unless it backs up what they already believe in. Yeah. So it's like, to me, that's what, like, hey, you guys have that in common. <laughs> you know what I mean? But let's also talk about, like, yeah, like, who's tired of this shit? I think if more Americans are just like, hey, I thought I believed it, or like, these are my political but I'm tired of this shit. Let's change. Let's fucking change this shit. Not just make it a slogan. Don't make change a slogan. But just actually fucking do actually it. want change. But it's like you got to know what you're trying to – what kind of change are you trying to do? It's like this week California put in all these quotas. The uh, I think it's the Oscars now to win the best picture. You've you've got to meet certain percentages of your cast and crew and actors have to be, have to be certain percentages, percentages of minority diff, – of different minorities. They have to and, – and, and, and genders and all this – and I think the state of California is also going to try to pass something that's going to require something similar out of uh, larger corporations um, for the from their management on up to have yeah. an even mixture of races, colors, creeds, and genders. And man, whatever happened to just like <laughs> being the best, the best at some, yeah, may yeah. the best person win. Well, that's why, like, if you like, that's why I love sports. And competition, yeah, is because yeah, the it's best leveler, it's a leveler. Win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no, there's nothing. That's why I think people love that shit. Is like, there's nothing political about it. It's like you say, you know, like who's who. There has to be a winner and loser. Yeah, and there's going to be a winner or loser. That's just the way it is. So my thing is this: like, that could be good and bad with Hollywood doing that. You know, like if it opens more roles for. Like, like it's I talked gonna, about, it's four. not going to make better quality though. No, but if it opens more roles for like, we, we said in uh, another podcast for like Asians to sure. kind of be represented a little bit, but more. you won't be able to make that Asian movie you want to make. So now you yeah. won't be able to come here and pick an all Asian cast of Asian Americans and tell their story in America yeah. growing up as Asian Americans, because your cast won't be diverse enough. Well, it'll be uh, an a like Asians mixed with the Wu Tang Clan. 
so, <laughs> so then you'll have a mix of Asians and Wu. and, and, and uh, Wu Tang is for the children. And black people that love Asians, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you'll have that, you know. Uh, but no, like I agree, like you know, there needs there there needs to be diversity, but we can't go off the fucking charts with it. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, another podcast too is like, I don't care whether you are a white owned business, black owned business, an Asian owned business. Yeah. If you do fucking shitty business, fuck you. Yeah. Like if you don't have good customer service, fuck off. I'm not going to support you. Based on your skin color, because that's racist too, bro. <laughs> that's true. You know what I mean? Like that's that, true. like that's racist too. And it's like a lot of this shit too is what people don't look at is like is the classes. You know what I mean? Like rich, it should be what it sh- what it really is is like rich people and non-rich people is what it like the real battle is. That's what it is. That's what it is. It just so happens that. Non-rich people are a lot of more minorities and oppressed. You know what I mean? Well, here's the, here, like, here's the problem. There's a misconception of where that divide really begins. Mm-hmm. So people that that think that they've say you break six figures, yeah, as an as a as an earner, yeah, you kind of feel like you know what? I'm in I'm in that upper half, or I'm in that upper bracket. I shouldn't say half because it's not evenly divided. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not. You're still in the loser bracket. You're still. You're still a poor person. Yeah. I know. Compared I know. To, to somebody that makes forty thousand, there is a huge difference between the person earning forty thousand and the person earning a hundred thousand. Yeah. Lifestyle, and I understand that. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, yeah, they're in the same boat. They're both kind of fucked, mm-hmm. especially if you're that hundred thousand. Not in a small city, but in a big city, that doesn't go very far. You, I mean, not, not as far as you would think. Yeah, you know? not here in L.A. for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. I mean, that that's what it is. Is is battle of the classes. It is. Because it's. But like, it's. But it's like so much of that power is like, even you know, millionaires don't really have like, you know, if you have a couple mil. Yeah. Like that's really not that much today. Like the, the people at things, the yeah. top, like they've they've earned like the top five richest people in the world have have grown by like billions and billions. It's like a half a trillion dollars See? in the last six months. Yeah. It's like five hundred and thirty some billion yeah. in the last well, six months. The richer just got way richer. I mean, and then the poor just got way poorer, right way now. more. Poor. You know what I mean? Like struggling businesses struggling people like and then the 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 ultra wealthy or ultra ultra wealthy now you know so it's 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 there is it's not proportioned right you know what i mean it's not it's not right well this is what bothers me when people say we don't have money to to for social security or we don't have money for a healthcare system here in this country i mean it's like i was talking to my buddy david from iceland earlier and he's like you know it's been pretty much under control. We, but recently we had like 50 cases, you know, in the last week or so. Yeah. And, but it's not that big a deal because everybody just goes to the doctor because it's free. Yeah. And it's good health. It's good health care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. just, you go to the doctor, everybody gets the same treat. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah. 
And so it's not a big deal. And it frustrates me that in the middle of a pandemic, we don't have either side talking about this when both sides are talking about, despite the fact that they just, you know, have given the military a, a bigger budget than they've ever had in their history last year, they're wanting to increase the budget for the next year. Who? Both Trump and Biden. Both of them. Both of them. Wow. Both, both. of them. Yeah, imagine both, that. Both guys. Meanwhile, right now, I don't. This has just been kind of flying under the radar, like not even getting paid any attention to. But September thirtieth in ten days is another budget deadline, mm-hmm. where our country will shut down because we don't have a budget if they don't come to an agreement. Now, what is the likelihood that? They've went all year and haven't been able to agree on one single thing. What is the likelihood that in 10 days they're going to be able to come to a decision and, and an agreement to the Democrats and Republicans to keep the country going? I think they haven't, they haven't <laughs> come to an agreement. And if they can do that, why can't they throw in health care in that plan? Yeah. Don't give, don't give a raise to the military. Give that extra money into a, a healthcare system for everybody. I'm not going to do it. Let people go to the doctor when they need to go to the doctor and not worry about having to go bankrupt. Yeah. Like even people with insurance have such high deductibles these days that they don't want to use their health insurance. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like yeah. it's it's even if you have it, you still don't have it. Yeah. And then you have and then you can't choose what doctor you want to go to. And then you either. still can't choose what doctor you go to. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. This idea is an illusion that we have choice is so ridiculous, even in, in the current, just as the current healthcare system here shows. Yeah. And that like, like you working in the cannabis industry too, right? Like you guys are taxed heavily, right? Super heavy. Super heavy. I buy, I buy weed too. There's a, there's a big tax, there's sales yeah. tax on there, right? There's about third, depending on where you're at, it's. Most places, some are a little bit lower, but they're very rare. Most yeah. places are going to be between 28 and 36% sales ta- tax on top of the right. price. And that's the cannabis industry period, right? Like it's, it's a highly taxed industry. Yeah. All these social media companies aren't really taxed. How are they? They're just so these, wild do, do west. You see what I'm saying? It's all wild west. And, and to me, it's like this. Social media, like, like they're selling our user information, right? They're, they're selling more than that. More than that, I do think that that that's one thing. You know, they should be taxed know, for everything we, they we, sell. Them. We were talking, you know, that I I wasn't like super impressed with that that show on on the Netflix the show. Social dilemma, yeah. yeah, but I'd one be. thing that I thought it, it, but it had a lot of. Well, to me, it was a lot of things. I think you and I were already aware of, yeah. so that's probably why I wasn't so like wow. Yeah, but. I think for a lot of people, I hope they pay attention, and especially the fact that what they're selling isn't even just our data. Like that one one guy said, it's not really that beneficial for Facebook to sell your data because then you now have that data. You yeah. don't need Facebook. What's beneficial for Facebook is to keep the data and sell your time. Yeah. You're the commodity being sold. Yeah. And if people really realize that, yeah. absolutely, that's why it's it's addicting the way it is. Yeah. And it's it should be very evident that the very people that created it 
are the ones speaking out against it and also admit to their own struggles with addiction, addiction. to it. Yeah, and that's why like there needs to be reform and there needs to be like that industry right there needs to be taxed so that they'll probably let off some of these <laughs> they'll 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 think twice before, you know what I mean? Well, here's the problem though. Who's going to make these laws? Because the people that are in power right now, you know, I know we talk about having fresh, innovative leadership all the time, but yeah. these people are so old that I don't think they, I don't think it's possible for most of them to even truly, fully understand the the pro, the dilemma here. Truly, the dilemma. Yeah. With this industry, and I don't think they have that understanding enough to be able to make laws in order to improve the situation, regulate it to a certain extent, tax it to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. In Working in the cannabis industry, I don't have much sympathy for these industries that yeah. are completely unregulated and, un and yeah, unchecked. Like, like, there's, they're, they're unchecked. They're running. They're doing whatever the fuck they want, really. Yeah. Uh, and there's no repercussions f for the, the real effects it's having on society. So, like, this is the thing. With your industry, I just go get high and what, what happens? <laughs> I spend more money on ice cream and I, I <laughs> and yeah. uh, good food. And, you know, like, I, I, I give back to the economy. You know what I mean? But with the, like, there's there's a real problem there. I think, I mean, what do you think of, like, uh, a government agency being formed to kind of regulate all that shit? What do you think of that? I mean, I think something's going to have to happen. I think, but I don't know. You know, I don't want to hear any rhetoric like, "Oh, we're going to we're we're creating a task force for this." I've heard if I hear the word task force one more time, I'm going to lose my mind I out of the government. I want an actual I want like, agency, something, something buddy that's yeah. going to do something. But I think I don't know anybody in the government right now at the federal level that would be able to handle that kind of responsibility. Like, I truly think you need somebody like an Andrew Yang to yeah. head this or to, to, to be over this, right. you know, that can, he's, he's involved, you know, he's in that, from that scene, he's young, he's got a lot of fresh ideas. And I think he's, he, you know, I think a lot of people across the board kind of identify with him. Now I sound like I'm trying to pitch him for president, but like, I think he would be somebody that, should be in charge of something so innovative and important for our for our society. Well, that's the thing is like somebody like him. So many people ask for young blood to be in government, but they don't vote these people in. No, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, come no, on, they don't. Like, yeah, or even the young you vote for ideas, these fucking mummies, yeah, fresh ideas. Yeah. Like even you know, I th Bernie kind of comes to mind as the as the kickback sort of like he's 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 got all the young support even though he's older than the yeah. hills. You know what I mean? But yeah. but yeah, I mean you know because. Conversely, I think putting in somebody just because they're young, a.k.a. Pete Buttigieg, like that's really just more of the same corporatism. Yeah. Like that's just putting him in just because he's young isn't the right answer. Mm -hmm. It's got to be putting the person in that's got the young ideas or the, yeah. the new ideas, the I mean, fresh ideas. Also, Yang had the, the – And has the drive to make them happen. Yeah. And Yang also wanted, um, you know, if you were to be a police officer – that you had to be yeah, a purple, purple belt, belt in jiu-jitsu. So it's like, <laughs> these are that. like great fresh yeah. ideas. And for, for someone that 
you know, has been involved in martial arts, you're like, yeah, that, that should be. You know what I mean? It For somebody be. that's not involved in martial arts, yeah. like I see the value in yeah. this. Yeah, so it's know? like these out of, this is like the out of the box thinking that you want because it's not like what's going on in politics and yeah. it's not like what we're used to in politics right now. But when people just keep accepting the same old shit, you accept, like people accepted this shit. You accepted that the Democratic Party fucked over Bernie and you're still going to vote because they, they, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if there's no outcry, if there's no, if there's no conversation about like, yo, you guys fucked over Bernie and we're tired of this twice. shit twice or that you don't fuck with Biden, you don't fuck with yeah. Trump. Let's, let's, let's come together and talk about how we're tired of this two party system then how the fuck will we improve if the conversations that we had? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I mean, there's been numerous times that I've had people in my industry say to me since uh, Harris was announced for Biden, you know, that this is exciting and this is that. And it'll be a lot of reform. But, you know, I, I look at it and I go, you know, Harris is from the state of California. If she was such a big cannabis, uh, you know, advocate, first of all, her criminal justice record is atrocious yeah. on it. But secondly, we're burning up right now. Our whole state is on fire, basically, and it's destroying these farms that don't really have adequate insurance because they simply can't get it because it's a federally still problematic at the federal level. Yeah. And so they can't, you know, they're going to be screwed completely. They're yeah. going to be out of business. They're going to be gone. Yeah, you don't recover. hear her doing anything about it. You haven't heard her suggest that the governor, you know, it, I mean, a leader should step up and say, hey, Governor Newsom, get him on the phone and say, hey, you know, I think we should, you know, get the National Guard involved in the forest firefighting. Yeah. Like, let's get this under control. We've got a new burgeoning industry that's creating jobs out the wazoo compared to everything else. And we need to protect it. Yeah. Like, let's, you know, let's, let's do that, you know? And then just this, just this past week, I think it was, they, they de delayed the vote on the Moore Act. So after all I've heard for weeks from our, my, from, from the cannabis industry has been how they're going to pass, the Democrats are going to pass the Moore Act right before the election to, to garner the cannabis vote. And while you do still have Kamala Harris coming out and saying that she's going to, and Biden say that they're going to decriminalize cannabis at the federal level, first of all, I don't believe them. Mm -hmm. But second of all, they just allowed this, this Moore Act to be delayed again. Yeah. Really? Yeah. If you were an advocate for this and you really wanted the business and industry to grow, you would make safe banking like federally available yeah. to 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 companies and in and, and corporations in this industry especially a girl a fucking booming industry like yours a booming industry i mean it it's it's a uh, it's very frustrating and yet at the same time i see things that are happening and i think as much as I, and we've talked about this a lot, as much as I feel like we should sort of withhold, be willing to withhold our vote from from a Biden, for example, mm -hmm. to get the kind of change on the platform and in the policies that we want in place. Yeah. I am petrified about another four years of Trump. Yeah. He's already talked about the fact that he's owed a third term because he was treated so poorly in his first term. Um and now, and now this, and now this, uh, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died, and you know, 
it puts us in a really bad situation because there's going to be a fight over this seat mm-hmm. and it's going to be ugly. And I don't know. I mean, the Republicans really are far out of line. I mean, they refuse to allow Merrick Garland, Obama to appoint Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court with 237 days before the election. Mm-hmm. We are less than 46 days from the election is when she died. 46 days. I just don't think they don't get anything done in Washington in 46 days, and yet they're going to cram this down our throat. And what it's going to do, it would be different if the Supreme Court was termed, right. but it's not. Yeah. It's for fucking life. Yeah, forever. And this is going to put Amy Barrett on in the Supreme Court for the next 40 fucking years. And it's going to give the Supreme Court like a six to three advantage conservatives. Right. Now, that pretty much means that another election year of Trump. Yeah. Means that women will, I think they they will lose the right to uh, to make decisions over their own bodies if if this happens. And that's what's crazy is like that. Like that's where the slippery slope yeah, is, yeah, and that's yeah. where I'm like, maybe I just say, you know what, everybody just fucking vote for Biden. Like I know it's more of the same shit, but at least we can gather our breath and then get back to fighting the good fight. Versus with Trump, it's it's like I feel like it's going to be the gut punch, and then yeah. it's going to be so irreparable. And, and it's crazy to talk about like. Damn, man, we're still fighting. Like, why are we fighting this? Why why is this even an issue? In 2020, you know what I mean? Like, women's rights is an issue in 2020. It's fucking nuts. Um, But yeah, no, like, so let's say you vote for Biden, right? To, because the the alternative is bad, right? I think that you have. It's worse. I won't say it's. It's it's worse. Yeah, both are bad. But so let's say this is like. I think if that's your attitude about it, but you should also have the same attitude as like, all right, I'm going to vote for this, but I'm also not accepting of this. Right. I'm not accepting. This is what scares me the most is that people are talking about like, yeah, vote for Biden. I vote for Biden's against Trump. Right. It's like the people are using that. Right. Like, don't vote. You know what I mean? Like a vote for Biden's, uh, you know, like you're, you're not voting for Biden. You're voting for these policies and stuff, right? Yeah. Sure. Do that. I don't even like the policies. No, no. But it's like, <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm going off what I see yeah. in, in, in today's society, right? Is yeah, do that. But also be like, Hey, I'm going to do this, but I don't accept like this still leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And this is why. Yeah. I'm not seeing any of that though. You know what I mean? Like it, it, people are, it's it's silent kind of. They're only saying these key points, and everything else is silent. There still needs to be kind of uh, an outrage of of that that the this this is the best shit that a country like America can do, or these two fucking idiots. You know what I mean? Like there That's should be the part that, I'm that ashamed is, of. That is yeah. outrageous. People should be like, hey. Like, listen, if you're going There's to vote 320 for, <laughs> million people in this country and these are the two best people. Yeah. If you're going to vote for Trump or Biden, whatever. But if you're going to be like, I'm voting for Biden uh, because this is that like you should be like, I'm going to vote for him because like the the the, the alternative is 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 worse. Uh, but also I don't accept 
this fucking bullshit and something needs to change. Yeah. There's not that there's not that like dot 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 at the end of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's just period. It's really more like you would be uh, like voting for Biden is similar to just stopping the bleeding. Yeah. From bleeding out. You're stopping you're stop you're preventing yourself from bleeding out is yeah. is, is by electing Biden. Well, what about Biden. putting sutures but, in that motherfucker? But, yeah, and that's sewing a, off that's and, the and next healing. step of it, you know? Yeah. Like then that's where you've got to like stay engaged like we've talked before. Yeah. Stay engaged. Vote down ballot. Learn something about the candidates before you vote for them. Know what their policies are. If they won't tell you what their policies are, Fuck that's em. a red flag. Yeah, Absolutely. Don't don't vote for somebody that doesn't tell you what, how they what where they stand on yeah. an issue. Yeah. If you know, do you know where you stand on an issue? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. then they should too. Yeah, exactly. And if they're going to make decisions for you on that issue, they should be willing to tell you what the, where they stand yeah. on it. Yeah. And if like, there's a thing like, <laughs> they're, they're, these are career politicians, right? So the, like, at a certain level, at a certain yeah. level, right? It's surprising the amount of people that like get in at the state level, though, right. that ha aren't really that that aren't really politicians. career politicians. Yeah. But when you get into the federal level, like that that's point for sure, for sure. So it's like you're gonna like I agree. Like this is what like in terms of cancel culture, I think if you brought cancel culture to that shit, like hey, <laughs> you know what I mean, to your political track record. Hey, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? That instant like outcry to get the fuck out. Well, the Democrats did that to a few to a few of yeah. uh, to a few members in the Me Too move, yeah, yeah, movement yeah. of a few years ago. But, like, I still think they screwed up with Al Franken. Yeah. He was one of the like really like I thought bright voices uh For a the party. reasonable yeah, a reasonable one as well. He he could work across the aisle. But but he took a joking picture with a, a girl that couldn't take it. <laughs> the problem with that was it. All right, I would have understood the reaction to the, his situation yeah, yeah, yeah. if he would have done taken that picture while he was an elected official. He was a comedian. He was a comedian at the time and had no intention of ever thinking he was going to be running for political office. Like, yeah, but the, see, that's you a, know, but you know what's funny is like that's the thing is like. The, the Me Too movement and shit, and then it's like, but they're okay with like Bill Clinton. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know. That's right? why it's like it's, it's so a weird, weird. Double standard. Well, it's Clinton... fucking weird. Like, oh what? Like Al Franken didn't get no head in the fucking Oval Office. No, but the Clintons are part of the cabal. Cabal. <laughs> we can't go down that road. Not this podcast. But That's you see true. what I'm saying? That's, That's why it's like it's so crazy. What like. People will accept what they don't agree with because, it, like, that's the thing is, like, all these people are have more in common <laughs> with they, each other yeah. than they think they're they're different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like both of you motherfuckers are, are left and right. Both of you motherfuckers are crazy. Being woke, I think, like, is being crazy because you, you being woke is is rooted in in fantasy. It's rooted not in science. <laughs> It's being fucking all these motherfuckers are retarded, bro. And I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. It's it, it it's draining like for for a good month, I think me and you were just drained about talking about all this shit. Talking about politics and and 
what's going to happen and and like I just hate that people say they stand for something but when it's happening in their house they ignore it. You see, you know what I'm saying? Like are you really against that shit? And I don't think they are. You know what I mean? Like they they just agree with it cuz it's just in their house. It's 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 in their neighbor. It's what they What do you they, mean it's in their house? Like, like physically it, in their house no, 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 or no. It's it's in it it goes along with what they quote unquote believe believe in, although it doesn't go with what they believe in. You know what I mean? Like the, like I said before, it's like people are like, you have a lot of left people talking about like why don't why doesn't the right believe in climate change? It's science, right? And then on the same end, you have like trans people. <laughs> like yeah you know what i mean like that are like if we're talking about science the science yeah. like like i said before the part if you're a, a trans person and want like i believe you have the right to do anything you want to do in this country in this world right in this life but were you born were you born a girl or boy that's science right well when it comes to I guess physical activities or sports, things like that. I yeah. think that sort of presents a, a problematic situation. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I guess I really don't care. No, you don't I, care. I but think if it's what like, if it's in competition, if sure. it's in these things, sure. of course you have to. But like to say that, like I, what I have a problem with more is like when people just like say they identify as something. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they're identifying as something just to gain an advantage in a situation. But that's the thing is like, what if I start identifying as a white dude? Where does it end? You know what well, I mean? Well, you could probably get away with that. <laughs> well, let's say you start identifying as a black dude. Me? Yeah. No, that's cultural appropriation. Is it I'm though? Not, I'm but, not allowed to do that. But as, a white person can't get away with that. No, but in your head, that's who you've been since you were I a mean, kid, bro. I mean... What do you think you love outcast? <laughs> you are black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's the thing is like. I mean, I'm definitely more hip hop than country. That's <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but see, like there needs to be clear definite or like a clear like end to like. Yeah. All right. Like where does it become like you live in a science fiction world? Yeah. And <laughs> where reality lies. I mean, that's like the other day I was watching uh, an old episode of the Fresh Prince and mm -hmm. he had on these, you know, the 90s gear. It was yeah. like kind of baggy and colorful. Yeah. And like, and when I was like a teenager, like I had, I wore my clothes kind of baggy yeah. and like, Everyone I, had some, baggy. I had some, I had some of the colorful baggy. clothes. Yeah. I had some of that colorful gear, you know? And like now I would be hesitant to wear that same exact outfit that I wore, you know, wore as a kid or that he wore in that show, you know, because it's like, is that cultural appropriation? Like somebody's going to say something. Yeah. But see, like, and then like, you're like, oh, those are Tommy Hilfiger, <laughs> like clothes and like, he's a white dude. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> these are Ralph Lauren jeans. He's a white dude. Yeah. But it's like, that's the thing is like, where does it end? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like people are accepting of the shit now. But it's like, it's a slippery slope in terms of like, if you don't set standards for what things are, I I don't, like this world could get really weird and crazy. You know what I mean? Well, it really continues to contribute to the the illusion of 
I shouldn't say the illusion, but it continues to contribute to the confusion mm -hmm. of, of information today because yeah. it's, you know, just with all the fake news and, and there is a lot of it. It started out as a catch term, but man, there's a ton of actual fake news out there now. <coughs> and, you know, having these kind of discussions where you're talking about uh, being, you know, exclusionary or this identifying is that I think there's like a that I don't know how many different genders are there? I don't know. Officially, really? Like there's like a thousand or something, right? Maybe, but. In, and I'm it, just saying, it, all those can't be. No, but and see, I'm, but, I'm really open and understanding, but, see, but all I'm those saying. can't be real. But this is what I'm saying. Does that have anything to do with like science? If we talk to the scientific community and ask them how many genders there are, I mean, will you reach? Will you reach that? No, you won't. But people won't admit that because it's not going to go well, with maybe what the wokeism is right. But now. maybe there needs to be a distinction then between a physical gender and an a mental or emotional gender. Does that make sense? Because I can so physically to me, it sort of makes sense that there's like there's two, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But like maybe emotionally or mentally. Uh, you know, somebody identifies as a unicorn or yeah. something. I I don't know. Yeah. You know. Uh, but see, let, let's say this. You know. Let's say I identify as a Native American, right? Okay. Should the whole world change? If that, and then let's say there's two thousand of us, five thousand. Well, here's my thing. You shouldn't be offended when other people don't under don't know that you identify as a Native American because you don't look like one. Oh, I do. <laughs> well, I get, yeah, I guess, I, especially with his long hair. Maybe I kind of do, but this thing is like, so then, <laughs> do you treat? Am I Native American? I mean, I'd ask to see your 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 spiritual dance. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, that's all I'm saying is like I'm open to it. Just kind of, but it's like, where does all this shit end? Like identifying as. You know what I mean? That's a I, yeah. you identify as identify as doesn't mean what it is. Those are two different yeah, things. Are yeah, hundred percent. So it's like the world can get super fucking crazy. Like if this is like <laughs> just the beginning of it, right? Fifty years down the fucking road, <laughs> like what will happen? Well, it's like I forgot the guy's name the other day. That 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 I think it's McMurray. James McMurray, I don't know. maybe that was talking about, you know, how America might be at the end of its, at the end dominance. of its dominance, because, you know, one characteristic that, uh, you know, great empires have had is that they become um, affixed on things that aren't necessarily really important in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. um, and one of those things was like about gender fluidity. Yeah. You know, both the Romans and the Greeks, for example, were, you know, became more uh, uh, concerned about these issues later as, and, and, and it's like their downfall kind of accelerated. And I don't know if there's a really a correlation to that or was not. Was it because of like the, the years of prosperity, then it led into that kind of? I mean, maybe, but isn't that the natural inclination is that like, there's a lot of struggle and then it gets good, which is where people want to be for the most part. Mm -hmm. But 
and even though there's like still a lot of little things to to deal with, uh, you know, I shouldn't say little things. There's still a lot of things to deal with going on, such as you know, uh, racism in our country and women's rights in our country and these kind of things. The right to choose whether or not we can, you know, smoke cannabis or take a, a, a psilocybin if we want to. Like just the domain over our own mind and body are still issues. Um, you know, overall, you know, it's, I think the natural inclination for a country or an empire or anything that they're struggling in the beginning, it gets comfortable in the middle to some extent. And then that comfort sort of builds in these weaknesses in, in, in the, in the armor, you know, so to speak of the society. And it starts to sort of weaken itself from within. Well, with a, with a society with no problems, the society creates their problems, right? I think, you know, I think it's important. I think it's it's important to try and have outside perspective mm -hmm. from outside of our country because mm -hmm. if you if you do that, you really can look at the US and say that we create a lot of our own problems yeah. for no good reason except it seems like we're bored with shit. Like if we had to worry about getting up in the morning and finding water or finding yeah. food or, yeah. you know, what, where we're going to sleep that night or whatever it was. And, and don't get me wrong. There are some people here homeless, obviously that have to deal with these kind of issues, but the vast majority of society has not had to worry about mm -hmm. this in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, just these, these basic kinds of threats. They don't have to worry about someone coming in and stabbing them, you know, in the middle of the night for no reason because they're sl sleeping out in the yeah. middle of, of, of the open. You know, yeah. they, we have walls, we have homes, we have cars, we have convenience. You know, most people don't even really exercise like they should, you mm -hmm. know, I, it's, 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 it, it has made us a bit soft and, yeah. and I think I can see why people, why it would be easy to, if we step back to reflect upon our culture and uh, that we do create a lot of our, our things, the things we become obsessed with and create anxiety over Don't really aren't matter. really important. Yeah. Like you, what is it? Uh, they, they, they say somebody, somebody that says you be you and I'll be me. I'll keep being me. I think that's like uh, you do you and I'll, I'll be, I'll do me yeah, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And, and it's just, and that's true. Like just, as long as nobody's, you know, flicking harm or messing or up, like, on your eyes yeah, you just like, let them, let them be. That's why I don't care if someone wants to marry a tree or identify as, uh, you know, a star, a star child or, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's, that's Until cool. It, if it makes them happy, yeah. as long as they don't want to make me have to identify as anything yeah. or, or as long as they don't get upset with me when I don't fully, you know, I'm a stupid ass dude, like if, if I don't fully understand where you're coming from, like, don't get mad at me. Yeah. Like I'm trying to, I, I want to understand, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's the thing is like me traveling to like the Philippines as a kid, like seeing like, it's a third world country. Uh, fucking going to Manila and seeing like the shanty, the, the shack towns, all the fucking like, pollution and all these poor families living over there right like in some some families live in cemeteries over there it's fucking wild you know what i mean so part of the reason for me loving this country and being grateful to be an american and me like cherishing this shit is because i've been to the places that don't have the shit we have and you know what i mean yeah. like to see the less fortunate 
to to see that man i have it pretty fucking good over here you know what i mean yeah. like so that's why it's like all these other things are so trivial you know what i mean it doesn't fight like to me i'm like does that shit fucking really matter you know what i mean does yeah. this shit matter like does it really matter when we've had it so fucking good for so long like like <laughs> here in la no matter what skin color you are right if if you get high at night and then want to go get a donut at four in the morning, you can go get a donut at four yeah. in the morning. This is the, you know what I mean? Like, like you can't get any more leisurely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you could like, you have a lot, like people don't understand. Like you do have a lot of freedom here. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's like, this is to me, like I'm a patriot. You know what I mean? I love this fucking country. I love Biggest problem here is not letting your temptations or your freedoms trap you, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. into being a, addictions, bad, yeah. bad addictions. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I love this country. I love the, I love what it means to be American in my, in my, you know what I mean? Like what a true American is. A true American is someone that is willing to, to put aside their differences and come together. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me is like the most American shit is like, Hey, you know what I mean? Like let's come together and, 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 and try to improve this country. That's the actual and, mixing of the melting yeah, pot. Mixing of all the cold. Like, you know, what's funny is I, I always wondered like when I was younger, like would other countries see me as American because I'm not white? You know what I mean? But it's like, for me, when I think of America, I don't, th I don't think of just white people, you know, cause I grew up here. It's like everybody, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I've had like every race I've had as friends, you know what I mean? Like Asian, I've had white friends, black friends, like, and that's what I think of America in my head because that's how I grew up. Right now. I understand that's unique to my Your experience, experience yeah. but it's like, that is still a lot of people's experience in this country is it's a melting pot. You know what I mean? So having those different cultures and having those different like views on things and, and all that, like, and still putting it aside and just go play, fo go play football. You know that's, what I mean? That's like, where your experience is different yeah. though. You know, there's, I don't know what the ratio exactly is, but you know, if you take away the blue areas, the major cities, mm -hmm. and and you most of the country is rural mm -hmm. for most part. Yeah. And there's not much mixing going on yeah. in those areas. You know, they're not getting a cultural experience. So here's here's you my know? thing here's my thing with that too, is like, you know, I live I lived in the Midwest. I've lived in rural areas in the Midwest. Uh I've also, you know, my buddy back in Virginia, Gene Dean, he's a very like uh, uh, country guy, right? I've met a lot of rural people who still come with me to with respect and see me as like <laughs> that's just my like, right. that's a, you know what I mean? Like, like you can't like for me, it's like I can't lump all these people in the same thing because it's they're not the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck where you where you live if you come with me in respect and be like, hey, that's Mike, like. And try to they, like they honestly try to understand my culture, and understand like where I come from. And we joke about, like we could joke about our differences. Like yeah. oh, shut up, you know what I mean? Like we can joke around and and have a good time and still like be friends, although we don't agree on certain things. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the thing is like, 
right now we're just lumping everybody in together because it's the easiest thing to do. You know what I mean? Like it's the easy. I think it's the easiest thing to do. So it's like you, the path of least resistance is where shit's going to travel, right? So it's like there's least resistance here. So it's like ah fuck you, fuck you. I'm right, you're wrong, and and that's the end of story. So, so like, I think scientifically speaking, mm -hmm. the more input that we have to process that our brains have to process yeah uh the more our brains utilize categorization uh to help us sort that information and process it and so i even wonder if because of the way information is constantly bombarding us today and has increased over the last few years if that has not also contributed to why there is this sort of growing division and polarity because the more process, more I'm having to process, the more I'm instantly putting a label to it so I can process it faster and get it moved over to where it needs to go in your brain yeah. because there's more coming at you constantly. Yeah. And so you're on, instantly having a tendency, people just in general subconsciously are, are applying labels. Yeah. To things without even thinking about it and they're moving right on to the next mm -hmm. thing they're processing and i think that also could have you know could be contributing to yeah. this like on a subconscious level now if i'm looking at like even my own actions like the way i think too i think you're right you know what i mean i think you're right like if I mean, that's how if the brain works. Yeah, if I mean, we're constantly stimulated with information and new information and disinformation that we're, you know, at this, like, we have to try to process it as we can. So I guess you're right. Like, you will label things without giving it deeper, a deeper look. Because even like, yeah. you, you look at like. It's the difference between reading a book or scrolling through Twitter. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And you lose sight of the details. Lose complete sight. You, you know go I mean? either in depth and you understand or you're just like And that's a scary thing. Like me and you for the most part, like we're kind of cognizant of what's going on, but even me and you fall, you know, <laughs> for sure. to these things. Yeah. So it, it's it's also I think has has to do with our attention spans right now too. Like I was thinking the other night, like it was crazy because I was I was watching old TV shows. I was watching Fresh Prince. <laughs> I was watching the X-Men and all these things, right? And I was also on my phone. At the same fucking <laughs> At the I same don't, fucking I don't do time. this. This is one so thing I So it was don't like do. I needed there to be background shit. And I needed, you know what I mean? Like, and also I was looking at my attention span. It's like, well, I think it's most people's attention spans right now is like you only really look at something if you're like the scrolling through it like yeah. five seconds, 10 seconds, and you'll know if you want to be there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like for someone to sit there for 30 minutes and commit to something, like to watch, even just watch something like That's without like looking day. at your phone. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a fucking battle. Like I started uh, to watch uh, Raised by Wolves on uh, HBO Max. It's pretty good. I like, I like it. I like, have you watched it? I watched a couple episodes. It's pretty good. It's pretty trippy, <laughs> but like I found myself like having to fight like all this cinematic shits going on, like the stories going on. And I still had to fight the urge to check out my phone because my attention span 
is so fucking weak right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I could only imagine what that's like for someone who is younger than us. Who has always had always a Always had had a screen. In front always of had a screen. Yeah. This is one thing I, I that when I was watching The Social Dilemma that I feel like I do a pretty good job of where I struggle is is probably sitting in front of the computer too much. Mm. But I feel like, you know what, I don't really like being on my phone that much. And I do a pretty decent job of like, you know, after eight o'clock at night, for example, I will really try to not, I'm done with my phone. Yeah. Like I may still be doing some computer work, but like, I don't ever have that ten- tendency that when I sit down in the chair to, to, to relax for the 30 minutes before I go to sleep or the hour before I go to sleep, like I really don't touch the phone. And even like, I just don't check it throughout the day either, yeah. you know, all the time. And I catch flack for this from, from, from friends and family sometimes because I'm not responsive enough that, you know, as, as a normal person, I guess is where they're constantly on the phone or it's constantly in their pocket and they can, you know, feel it vibrate or whatever. Um, you know, but I also feel like it's important to me to not, because I notice that when I am on the phone more, it makes me a little more frantic. Yeah. Yeah, Just, just kind of keyed up. Like I'm a fucking fiend. bro. In fact, I'm trying to make myself, I'm going to try to go back to reading paper books. I'm, yeah. I'm going to order a couple books. There's a couple books I'm so going Audible, to order. Audible's out of it. So I tried, <laughs> so I tried listening to some of the audio samples that they have on there where you can listen to the audio version. Yeah. And it depends what book I just didn't dig what the books I was looking at. Yeah. So like, and, and I also felt like if I want to like really digest this information, like do I want to be having to like re- rewind this little button every time or can, when I can just like fucking move my eyes and reread the page Yeah, or, or the line, Yeah, you yeah. know? So like, uh, yeah. And, and also I think like, again, it comes down to the stimulation. It comes down to like, I'm just listening into my ears and processing this way, which is fine. But, I also, you know, there's the you could buy it on 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 your on your laptop on your laptop or whatever and read it on the screen as well. And I don't, and like, that I don't like that either because again, it's still more screen time. It's yeah. bad on the eyes. Yeah. And so, like, I just want to go back to the paper version. I That's feel good. like it's like, I feel like it 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 deta- it takes you away from that technology, which yeah. is important. And also, I am a little concerned that humanity as a whole is going to lose the ability to process information by reading it Mm -hmm. and processing it effectively mentally like because when you read something it's a different process and how you interpret it than if somebody else is saying it to you of course because i mean when you're reading it you're reading it with your voice in your head like yeah in your head you're reading it with your voice with you're you're painting a picture when you're reading something. I've got a full yourself. motion picture going on up right? there. So I'm scene that, by scene. So that's what it yeah. is when you, when someone's already just saying the words in their tones, like it's already it's already, it's already made painted up for you. sort yeah. of. Yeah, it's already the canvas is painted already. And if it's if it's again if it's uh, you know voiced by somebody yeah. that's really does it 
credit, great job, then, yeah. then, then that can make it really great. That's an art, you yeah. know. But that, yeah. but I don't know, and I don't have a lot of experience with audiobooks, so I don't, I don't yeah, know how often Sean. that is. We gotta get Sean. Sean is the, the audio. Yeah, the he is indeed. He is indeed. <laughs> But uh, yeah, also I like paper books or, you know, books because uh, I feel like some of the most influential books I've, I've read have been like past, like they've been on journeys, like a friend would give it and then uh, you would give it to another friend yeah, and yeah. like that. So I often... Physical exchange yeah, information. Yeah, I often inquire books and just pass them along because it's like, I, I, I enjoyed this so much and I think you'll get, get something out of this and yeah. pass it on, you know, saying... Hey, I got you an Audible gift card. Yeah, like, I, you know, it's I not your the promo same. Code. It's not the same yeah. to me. I don't know. I will say this too is like, you think about when, when, when cell phones first came out, we had like Nokia's or whatever, right? Yep. Like let's say all right let's so let's let's put a timestamp on this right we're back in <laughs> Orlando it's 2004 like if I shot you a text right yeah or you shot me a text I would say this let's say you shot me a text right and it took me on average it would mean I might get to it an hour later or something yeah. right and you'd be okay with that yeah yeah for sure right but nowadays like. For you, it could be different, but for I'm even longer than an hour. Yeah, sometimes. but for like, but this is the thing for the social standard that's been set with like oh, texting. It's, yeah, it's instantaneous. Yeah. So it's like an open conversation constantly. Yeah. So now that like, that's the thing is like, as time goes on, you're you're expected to do more things now. But that's also where it's like when we were talking with Sean about like the 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 advantages disadvantages of living near your family and friends mm -hmm. versus living you know moving somewhere where you don't have those quote unquote not really distractions but sort of time taker uppers yeah so to speak i sort of the the texting and the social media and all that it's kind of the same thing like if you don't put like certain parameters on it like it'll just spread you and like you'll be like if you're in a constant conversations yeah. with four different people because they all want your attention and you've all got this convenience of texting and and social mediaing and direct messaging and FaceTiming and everything, then how do you get anything else done during the day without neglecting these mm -hmm. these individuals? And it's like, well, at some point you just have to like draw a line and it kind of comes down to like the same old thing that I always come back to, it seems like, is like you, uh, you know, uh, observe prioritize and then implement a strategy that's going to allow you to be effective. Yeah. And whether that means limiting the work time or limiting the people time or limiting the social media phone time, like whatever it is, you, you've got to figure that right balance out yeah. for yourself. But um, the important thing is that people realize they're being manipulated on yeah. social media shit. I mean, that's <laughs> a, the scary thing too is like, you know, like iPads are, are part of like how kids learn nowadays. They're they have their iPads for school. These are elementary school sure. kids, and it's like I don't know. Like for me, I, I like I don't know what's available on there because I don't fuck with these kids' iPads that come to yeah. the academy. You know, like so it's like, do they have like access to everything that we do? Because that's a very like crazy thing. Like for uh, so here's the thing: you can't <laughs> give like a a 10 year old open access on an iPad to the internet. Cause they're going to see everything. Yeah. The lot of shit they shouldn't see. Yeah. You know, 
So like I would imagine that those are probably programmed educational software that they pro- so, that right? they put on there. And you know, I'm not familiar with that kind of stuff. I can only hope that it is a better uh, transmission of of accurate information than what we had growing up. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wonder if kids today, you know, I, I have the ability to sit down and read a book, paper book, you know, I sort of wonder if they, they have that ability, yeah. but I know a couple of my students that do. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. That's good to hear. Too. But overall, I hope it is a better transfer of information. Cause I know there's a lot of things that I've learned as an adult that I was not taught in school, yeah. you know, from, you know, K through 12, through 12. And there are things that I thought you should have been taught at that point <laughs> in life, yeah. you know, like, like, especially about history and yeah. civics and those kind of things are obviously more important now than ever. Yeah. Just watching the social dilemma too. It kind of made me like, I was like, with the suicide charts that they showed, right. With like mm, correlation yeah. from like, the young committing suicide. It's like, it's a very scary thing. It's like, I hope for my friends that do have kids that they, they, they kind of really monitor telling you what like they their ha- iPad consumption. They and had all that the shit. answer. Just don't give them phones till they're 16. Yeah. The one on there said it until you're old enough to drive. You probably don't need the anxiety that's created by having a yeah. social media account you're and how that'll affect your emotional development. I'm going to find my old Nokia brick phone and give that to my kid. <laughs> <laughs> like that I'm going to give him a pager. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, cause to me that shit was crazy. Like looking at like the, the social media era, right. And the percentage of the suicides that went up, it's fucking, it's, it's pretty drastic. Yeah. 115% in, in when the younger, the younger kids. So it's crazy. Like, yeah. Like kind of comes back to what you said. Like kids be kids go outside and play. Yeah. They, they don't it's, and you know, it's, it's like the thing that amazed me is like in the, in that show and maybe the, sh- I thought it was sort of ridiculous. Remember the scene where the kid's like trying to give up the phone and he, and he's like sitting in his bedroom and it's like an hour goes by and it shows him a different position. Another yeah. hour goes by and he's just sitting in his bedroom for like three hours, just like staring at the ceiling and staring out the window okay, and so staring at the wall. And I'm like, okay, I, uh, okay, this is crazy. Like, why doesn't this guy get up out of his room and go do something yeah. instead of sitting here anxieting over his phone? Because he doesn't know how do to. People really, do people really struggle with that dilemma? Is that a dilemma where like if they're, because for me, if I don't have my phone with me, Mm-hmm. You know, like if I would have been in that situation, I would have just gone outside, went and played ball, went for a run, yeah. done, done something, would have read a book. Yeah. Like you can do something. Yeah. You know, but is it really that much of a struggle for people to just I think have so. that have that willpower to, at, to go do something else? Because you look at the way we grew up. It's like don't not having chocolate. If you know you're going to eat the whole pint of chocolate ice cream, you don't buy the chocolate ice cream yeah. at the store. Well, you know, it's like. When we had idle time as kids, you're like, all right, I have a, I have a basketball. I'm just going to go to the court. Yeah. Or I'm going to hop on my bike and go for a ride. Right? Yeah. I'm going to do all – these kids didn't grow up like that, man. These kids grew up with – But all that's still available. All, of course. I mean, of course. You know what I mean? Like, but they didn't grow up like that. You so, know what I mean? So is it – They're it... looking at us like – you remember when you were a kid and you saw the old Amish people uh, have the have the wheel and the stick – like yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What kind yeah. of weird toy was that? They're looking at us like, "What, you old weirdos?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Getting, getting some outdoor activity and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think that is a big part of it. Is like, kids don't know what to do with their idle time right now, 
and that's why their anxiety levels are up. You know, like they they can't figure out like that physical activity Being will, on will relieve you of this of this anxiousness. You know, being on social media isn't going to help it. And how? Yeah. Also, like my problem with that like that that part of the social dilemma, that kid was sixteen, seventeen, didn't beat off once. <laughs> <laughs> if you were, if I had three hours of idle time, I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm gonna find one of these nudie magazines, or I'm gonna use my imagination if I can't use a phone, and I'm gonna get to work. You know, <laughs> that's why that part of the social dilemma was fake news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is like they don't know what to do with their idle time, or. You know, when you're a kid, I think everything's magnified, right? Like, everything's the end of the world when you're a kid. Like, so you get caught up in this, like, I don't have my phone. And you get caught up in, like, that's this, true. Is, this is bullshit. I hate this, you know? And then you, you, this, you don't, you don't find constructive shit to do. And that's the thing is, like, a lot of people's coping mechanisms is their phone. You know, when they're feeling anxious, when they're feeling, sad depressed they look at their phone to, for comfort or there's a set of comfort there yeah and that's the thing is it's a very dangerous thing when this thing gives you comfort because you're always gonna you're always gonna look for it you're always gonna want it you know what i mean like and for me being a fucking phone fiend right now like i could only imagine what it's like for for someone younger than me it's crazy because for me if i leave my phone i'm like Oh shit! Where's my phone? Or like, what's the what's the new notification? Oh, okay, the the guys wrote me on the thread. There's an Instagram thing. There's this. I'm like, all right, cool. The constant shit going on. Best best thing. One of the best things about when I first went overseas was the fact I didn't have a phone yeah. the whole first. I don't even know when I got a phone. I didn't get a phone till for the first six eight months. Yeah, and it was it was awesome. Like I loved it. Yeah. Like that never having to worry about like somebody needs me right now or I need to be paying attention to this. It was like I was able to like really be in the moment, whether it was being looking out the window in the car and and in, in taking in the scenery or being and talking with the people I was with or, you know, you were actually there. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is like I think. You're not supposed to be available all the fucking time. You're really not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you're not really. supposed to like yeah. like my girl's my girl's job, like one time this week her, her boss hit her up like at eight thirty in the morning and was like, Hey, we need a we need to have a quick conversation before this. I'm like, Yo, like That happens though, dude. Yeah, but like, see but this is what I'm saying is like my my mine's the same of way. Of course, but this is what I'm saying is like that should not be acceptable. <laughs> it's like this. I have work hours that you could hit me up in. Other than that, like you, you're not gonna hit me up in this shit. Yeah. Like if my work day, if I'm working from home, my work day is supposed to be at nine o'clock. Is she, is she salary? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like once you cross over into that salary, you know, kind of job, and you're not hourly. Yeah. You don't really get that luxury anymore, my I'd friend. I'd be like, well, but this is what I'm saying is like. I mean, it's generally agreed upon. Yes, you generally work from like nine to five or nine to six. Yeah. But like, you know, like, how, <laughs> how many, you know, almost all of these council meetings and things are at night, sometimes until midnight, one in the morning. And it's yeah. like, you so know. So I had a rule. And this is when I worked for uh, uh, Crosstown Fitness 
in Chicago, right? I was one of their top top like trainers there, right? All these trainers had a trainer thread in there, and it would go. I would be like, I said, don't put me on your thread because it's taking my personal time away, and I'm not getting paid for it. My thing is this is like. I'm not supposed to fucking be in this fucking th- all day. I don't get paid for that. You pay me by what I work, right? So if, like, yeah. if I'm not working, guess what, guys? I'm, my life is not my work. I'm I'm not available right now. Well, this comes down like we you've you you've you and I have talked in the past too about putting in some structure. You know, if you have this kind of job where yeah. You well, know, the, the, thing it, is like, the hours are kind of like blurry, yeah. you know, you and need know to make like, sure you make time for yourself. And even if it's not traditional nine to five, mm-hmm. like make sure you square some time away of for course. yourself. And it's like I like I was probably me and the owner were always cool. And that's why, like, I got away with shit. Right. Like do it. I could say that. Yeah. And the the, the clientele of me. So I can say that, you know what I mean? Like. The other trainers would be held to this standard because they, they accepted that. You know what I mean? Like, they accepted, like, hey, we need to have a trainer's – like, this is the thing is, like, especially at that kind of, like, trainer sal- or trainer pay, like, you get paid for the classes you work and all this shit. So they're like, hey, we need to have a trainer's meeting at this time on, we, on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. I would – I would never go to those meetings. There was a good time, actually a really good time that I would never go to those meetings because I didn't get paid for those times. You know what I mean? Like if I didn't get paid for those times, I felt like why should I take time out of my personal day to go in and meet with you guys about work? You know, if we're going to talk about work, or if I'm taking time out of my day to go into the office and talk about work, then I should be compensated for my time there. So eventually what happened is I never went to these trainer meetings, right? That the <laughs> the owner paid me to go to these trainer meetings. So in the end, at the end of the day, I was the only trainer getting paid to go to these meetings because I had standards for myself and I set boundaries. Yeah. I think it's very important. Like it's easy to get caught up in like, I'm not, you know, like I'm just going to go to these meetings and whatever. Like I'm I'm not, well, you don't pay me for that. There's a, there's a thing too about, you know, and I've, I've had positions where you start to get caught up in the meetings. Like it feels like you're having meetings to have another meeting meeting, to have another meeting. You know, you're just scheduling meeting after meeting, never really anything done. It takes up all your time. But I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of difficult to, to balance this sometimes in, in these, in these jobs, because there's a lot of competition and people want to move up. And especially now, like jobs are even more scarce and, you know, people are willing to go the extra mile. And I mean, I've always kind of been that person because I, you know, just my, the way I work, you know, I I typically try to outwork or outlast people, but you know, and, and. And so the competitive nature kind of comes out and it makes it a tendency to where you're like, you know, I'll just work for another hour, you mm-hmm. know. And, and See, I get that. Like when I also worked for Crosstown there in Chicago, I also outworked everybody. I was the only trainer to like these other trainers would go home for Thanksgiving. Right. I'd pick up all their Thanksgiving classes. I would do all the shit they wouldn't do. So when it came time for like 
hey, you need to go to this trainer meeting, I felt comfortable to be like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because I put it like- I put in my time. And at the end of the day, I built trust with like, with the the other trainers trusted me to like, they could count on me for shit. And the owner trusted me because he's like, Michael is a workhorse. So when it came time to like, hey, I'm not going to play by these rules for this shit. They were okay with it. You know, there was a, there, cause it was a, it was a, there was a give there too. It very much depends on the situation. You know, I think in, in that, and I think in smaller situations, it's kind of easier to have that kind of relationship yeah. where there can be well, you know, exceptions made. Yeah, I also understood my value. Like, the, after you understand your value, it brings you... I mean, how many trainers were there? Eight. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's I think, a different situation for you to be able to, like, flex muscle and 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 have sort of a... An, an exception made for how you conduct yourself as compared to everyone else in a situation where you've got like, you know, a small number of employees or a small team like that. But I think once you get into bigger companies, yeah, that becomes much more difficult well, to do. More Even if you do have your value, you know, yeah, it's, it becomes it's like more corporate and you got to play by corporate rules. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was a big thing was like understanding my value to this company, a small right. company, and then being like, listen, man, like, I also negotiate. I just like, wanted to clarify, sorry, not to interrupt, but I yeah. just wanted to clarify that so that people didn't go out and just walk no, into no, no, their no, job yeah. tomorrow and be like, yo, I'm doing things my way from here on out. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> but I do, th- like, I do think this is like, you got to understand what your value is when you bring to the yeah, table. That's true. And not, and not also like downplay what you bring to the table. Like, if you bring a real value there, and you you can make a difference, and you like you've built trust and like reputation over time. Then don't be afraid to ask for something. That can be quite the balancing act as well. Mm-hmm. Balancing between uh, knowing your value yeah. and and letting your value be known. Yeah, and also not undersell undervaluing yourself yeah. and not letting your value be known. Here's here's the thing too. Like you worked in the fitness industry as well, right? Mm-hmm. How many trainers? you know, were salaried. Paid vacation salary. None that I know, uh, none that I dealt with. I made it to where I was salaried. Yeah. With paid vacations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like. Yeah, it's very unusual in that that industry for sure. I'm like, hey, I'm going to take a week off and you're still going to pay me the same. Yeah. It's very crazy. Yeah. But it's like. I understood my value and the amount of revenue that I brought to them and what I could do for them, them trusting me in the future, right? So it's like they were okay with that. I've always wondered too in that industry, like why, you know, obviously trainers can are open to freelance and to do, you know, do at other gyms and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I've often wondered because I know gym owners don't like trainers to, to train other people at other gyms. They like to you know, because they're afraid they're going to lose clients to that gym potentially. Mm-hmm. So I've always wondered, you know, I've kind of always never understood why why gyms don't just bring people on as employee trainers on as employees and give them full benefits and everything. Mm, I guess usually, some places they do maybe, yeah. but. but you, you're saying like cause some are 1099s and stuff? Yeah, well, you know, I, like in most of my experiences, it was it was independent it, it was independent contractors, yeah. and technically they could like train other places or you know, but it was really like 
you really shouldn't yeah kind of thing and it's like so if the gym owner doesn't really want them to be training outside the gym then you know wouldn't you want them to bring all the people they know to your gym and the best way to do that would be to hire them as a full-time person because then they're somewhat invested in your business's success yeah i mean it would, in their own success it would depend like how much value they brought like, that's true if the juice is worth the squeeze that's true because you know what i mean like well you know if somebody's good at their yeah, job but or like not. also but also like you shouldn't be hiring people that aren't <laughs> no, in my but, opinion but also is this is like in the fitness industry and in the martial arts industry, there's a lot of snakes in there too. Yeah. People that will poach clients. Oh yeah. Do a lot of shit, shady shit, like undercut you. You know what I mean? Like, like if I'm the gym owner and I'm like, hey, personal training sessions are uh, two hundred dollars, and then you go to the same client, your trainer, like, hey, I'll, I'll I'll train you at my place for eighty dollars. He's got to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of yeah, that shit exactly. that goes on. Yeah. And it's like. There was a lot of that there's a, there's a lot of risk. At, like I see it on both sides. There's a lot of risk as a gym owner to bring a full time employee, pay them like full benefits, all this stuff, and have this person just poach your shit and like yeah. be out. It's a it's a very like that's why the turnover rate's so that's high. true too. The turnover rate is super high. You'll have some a trainer be like, "Hey, uh, I'm at Equinox this month," and then uh, guys. I'm bringing all my clients to this new gym. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 a very personality based yeah uh, industry. So that's why I kind of like felt comfortable when I was in Chicago. Like people love like people love me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm sure. Like, I'm not gonna put. You know what I mean? So here you go. You know what I mean? This is what's gonna happen. And um, but that's why I think like the 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 juice isn't worth a squeeze sometimes to bring these people on full time. Yeah. Cause you know, this is like any new employee you bring into a new company, you're investing a lot of shit into this person. You're investing sure. a lot of time. You're investing a lot of training, you know, ongoing training, a lot of this shit just to have this person go train people in the park instead of your place and make, make money off of the people that you spent marketing dollars on. You know what I'm saying? So that's a big part of it. Yeah, that's a little business. Where'd you, you spend those marketing dollars? Oh. Facebook and Instagram. Yo, <laughs> got your user information. God dang it! You know, so that's that was that was like that was my shit. Yeah, that was my Chicago shit. And then I also worked for Title Boxing over there too. Still did the same stuff. So, like, this is the thing: is like you can talk to all my old employers, like in Chicago, and they'll be like, I guarantee you, not one of them. Has anything bad to say about me? It might be it. like, oh, Mike, you know, he's a hard-nosed guy, but at the end of the day, he's a good dude. You know what I mean? Like, he did, <laughs> he did his shit. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's because, like, I will outwork anybody. I remember having to rebuild and build my rep up again. You know what I mean? Like, started with with one class, and then they asked me to teach six classes Yeah. in one day. Yeah. I'm like, all right, let's fucking do it. Yeah. I'm just a I'm just a fucking idiot that this outworked everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Work ethic honestly comes into play. A lot of this is work ethic. Because you know, while all these other trainers were taking fucking eight vacations in one year, I took zero vacations and then built up a reputation. Yeah, I mean that 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 always shows in fact, you know, I've I've kind of made it it seems like a policy or a, a tendency at the very least that I don't vacation the first year I take a new job. Yeah. 
ever. Well, you're reaching. I mean, you're reaching a time right now, though, that I need to send you on vacation, man. You need to go on a vacation soon. <laughs> <laughs> you was, need to go somewhere. I was talking about that with David. You know, uh, definitely. You know, he was he was thinking. You know, he mentioned Bahamas might be like a, a fairly inexpensive, nice place for everybody to go to, or some or somewhere in the Caribbean. Is it open? Well, I don't, I don't know. Well, we were talking like twenty twenty one, like I, ideally next summer, but like. You know, like I told him, you know, maybe it's, you know, depending on how things go, it may be 2022. Will the COVID numbers go off if you go to Carnival? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if I need to go to Carnival, but uh, yeah, you do. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Why not? I wouldn't mind. That's like part of like what to experience in life. Like, you know, like I, I have a friend, Sheena, in uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. And she's always I'd like what, to go like, there. That sounds nice to Yeah, go too. she's like, well, you gotta come down. I've never taken her up on the offer. Me and Kyle were supposed to go for her wedding and we were we me and Kyle just fudged it up. We were not good dudes. Sorry, Sheena. And we could not make it to the wedding. So it's like I've been trying to do that, like go down there, like you know how we were supposed to go to uh Jamaica this year too for yeah, Phil's wedding. Yeah. That got canned, so this Caribbean deal has been kind of uh, eluding you. Yeah, and I feel like Carnival is like you got it. Like it's here. It's a, like a life event. Carnival's in in that that's in Rio. That's every like Carnival. That's everywhere. It's but every everywhere that like. Are you talking about to go to Trinidad and Tobago to go to it? Mm-hmm. Oh, Carnival's I crazy I, for I, that I thought too. of Rio when you said. Oh Carnival. yeah, yeah. No, like it's it's all the. <laughs> I was Caribbean like, we could go there too. You know I mean? guess yeah. you know, but like. That shit would be amazing. Just to experience yeah, that one, yeah. at least one time in your life to be like, man, we went there, you know? Like, Yeah, no, I'd love to go, you know, anywhere where there's going to be warm weather and uh, I can get in the ocean and do some snorkeling or, you know, I'd love to do some scuba diving, actually. <laughs> you said anywhere there's warm weather and brown asses, I'm there. <laughs> That's so it's not a it's not a bad thing to have around as well. No, not a bad thing at all, man. White sand and brown booty. <laughs> yeah. But that's a that's like that would be a a goal, you know. I hope this COVID shit gets sorted out so everyone can do the, all whatever they want to do comfortably, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it, you know. You it's, need a vacation, it's, dude. It's it'll be good to have a <laughs> I mean, I usually I'm I'm such a it's hard for me to just break away, but I have looked at trying to you You've know been get away militant for for about two years now. <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to know the real story how long how much longer that's been. Uh, it's been I've I've been Since kind of being I've, in L.A. I've been I've been kind of on an, on this kind of like work path uh since i since i drove cross country from orlando yeah since i got in this industry i don't really man i don't know when what the last vacation i took actually was like a real like you've done a weekend here and there you've done a weekend with me and kyle yeah i mean that's that's but that's like the that's not even a real vacation that's 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 the most vac uh, aside from going home at christmas that's the most vacation I've had. Yeah. yeah. You need a week off somewhere. Yeah, I'd I'd like to. But yeah. uh I want to do it, you know, going somewhere else. I'm you know, we talked about Hawaii yeah. looks looks like a, a reasonable if if that might work or yeah. 
or something. But like anything local, man, it's just even within driving distance, like a couple of days is like it's like sketches if it's going to be open. How open is it? Like, yeah. And is the travel time worth the stay? Yeah. Right? Like for me driving to Reno when it was like I took four days. Yeah, away. that's different. So yeah. I was like, good. Like, you yeah, know, what I mean? I was like, enough time. Fuck this. Because it honestly like. I did want there to be some some milestones this year or for some shit to me for me to remember. I didn't still want it to be all COVID and fucking no work. So you know what I mean? Like, hey, we did this, we did this, like because that that is life too, you know? Like you have like as disciplined as we are in our careers and with our health, we must be disciplined in in, in keeping that good shit, that balance, that good shit in there too. The fun. Because you have to have that too. Because I think like the more well balanced you are, you're more appreciative of everything else on the on the uh balancing act. You know what I mean? Like, That's right, true. like I got my work, like like I took a vacation and like I had this much spending money there because I have this job. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. thank thankful for this job. And then you go back to work with fresh eyes and then like, oh man, like uh, I'm at work, I feel good, like now it's time to work out, you know, like you have to be dis like disciplined in health, career, and fun activities. Yeah, that's very true. Extracurricular activities. It's very true. Yeah, and that that's yeah. one thing I, I like. I just didn't want this year to 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 slide by with nothing. I wanted something in my head to remember. You know what I mean? Like, all right, like we did this shit. We went there. I saw some shit I didn't see before. Like, so like traveling three ninety five. Went through the mountains and lakes. I was like, man, what a beautiful fucking, like, I remember it. It's in my head because I did it. Yeah. Right now, everything I think about doing is very out, is more outdoors oriented because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just worried about like everything being closed or not like. Yeah. I heard Arizona's wide the fuck open though. I heard yeah, Arizona's I wide open, man. I heard motherfuckers are out there doing Maybe. whatever they want, man. I mean, you know, they're having football games in Georgia. <laughs> you know what I mean? You like. Know. And you're healthy enough. You'll ki you'll kick COVID. <laughs> you'll get it, but you'll kick it. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't even want to get it. No, know? but that's the thing is is I also wanted to be reminded that this wasn't like like what we're experiencing in California, especially here in LA, yeah. wasn't the case everywhere. So me traveling that's out, true. Me traveling outside of 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 here made me realize it's like all right, there's more to life than this. You know what I'm saying? So it was refreshing. And I think yeah. you need that. It's good to get perspective. Yeah. I think you need to, you know, you, you go to hit up Scottsdale, talk to some uh, Scottsdale, to some uh, <laughs> some uh, play golf with some retirees. No, the ASU's up there. You know, go talk to some young impressionable college girls. <laughs> Talk to him about I don't need any the cannabis I industry. Don't, I don't need any Me Too movement <laughs> incidents. Talk about the cannabis industry. If there's a murder house up there, maybe they'll want to take a trip up there. And <laughs> 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 just tell, uh, you know, have, have a good one, you know? Yeah. No, I'd like to, I think I'd like to maybe check, I'd like to check out the Grand Canyon, but I'd kind of like to like do a little hiking yeah, in it. I don't want to just. Don't go I don't want to just. Hottest day I just don't want to like drive up to it and to the edge and take a picture and be out and like yeah. that's it. That's all I, I saw it. How many vacation days you guys saved up? I don't know. I haven't taken any, so I don't know. Yeah. So this is what I would. I do. got at least seven. Yeah. So this is what I would do. <laughs> Probably or five, right, whatever. Like, 
Say you're sick. But I don't know if I'm going, I don't know also if I'm, what I'm doing at, at the holidays. Yeah. You know, and that's so, kind of right, like, so this is what I, would do. I need to decide on that. Save soon. your vacation days. Say you're sick on Thursday <laughs> and let it spill into Friday. That's two days right there. Yeah. I haven't, used any, I haven't used any sick that's days That's what I'm either. saying. Use two sick days and two, and then two days on the weekend. And then go somewhere, man. You'll be good. Be like, I think I got food poisoning. Uh, something the spinach <laughs> well, hope, I bought. Let's was, hope they don't watch this episode. Huh? <laughs> yeah, the spinach <laughs> I bought was tainted. And then you got two days, and then two days, four days right there. It's a four day weekend somewhere, man. Yeah, I don't even know how many days I have. That's available why to you me. have it. You earned it. Yeah. Use it. I used to have a uh, one of my previous uh, jobs. They would just like cash me for my unused days. Yeah. Which was like a nice extra end of the year bonus yeah, when yeah, I didn't yeah. use them. I think they did that too. I don't know yeah. if I do. I don't think I get that here. No, know. they did that. Yeah, they did it to me when I was in Virginia. Yeah. That's why I would, for vacation days. That's why I got in this mindset of not really using my days because I was like, man, if I just don't even use my days and I don't really need them, like, that's just extra money in my pocket come the end of the month. And then if year. you don't do that in your industry now. I know. I, I don't know. I, I should check on that. I don't know. Because that is time earned. That's stupid. Because I'm coming up. I'm coming up on, yeah, maybe a rollover. I don't know. Yeah. You need to be like, I shit my pants on, on Thursday. <laughs> 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 and I threw up. Sorry, guys. I'm not going to be any use to you. I don't feel well. And then, like, make sure it's food poisoning so they don't get COVID scary. <laughs> and then well, go, I mean, they go to the Grand Canyon or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. <laughs> no, well, anything coming up this week? Anything, anything important? Anything you got important? Um, staying on the path. Staying on the path. Working out. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's mainly it, man. That's during the week. Like during the week feels like it's just like there is literally not enough time in the weekday. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if I get up at 4.30 or I get up at 6 or I get up at 7. Mm -hmm. Like no matter what time, there's more, more to do every day than I can get done. And then I try – I use the weekends to catch up though too. So I, I, I start, you know, See? but I do, but I do make time for on myself on the weekends where I don't make myself get up at four or five in the morning. Yeah. You know, but that's why, you, but I still take a couple out, uh, two, three, four hours uh, on, on Saturday. So if you're doing that, hey, if you're working on a fucking Saturday, you need a vacation. I might yeah. say you have a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's ordering me to go on a yeah, vacation. You need to go people, on a sorry. vacation. Three day minimum. Somewhere. Yeah. Now I'd like to, man, I'd really like to, I think I'd like to maybe do a three day, maybe around, maybe a hike in the Grand Canyon around Thanksgiving or something. Why not? And then like save and then like actually go somewhere between, between Christmas and, and, and the New Year's. Yeah. I think Thanksgiving this year, maybe, maybe Vegas. I you think? Like, yeah. I've, I've, been, I've done that before. Yeah. But this is a different year. Oh no, but I'd like for me, even when I went like before, it's like mostly chill shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna go Oh, it'll be super chill. Eat good food and sit by the pool in November. You know what I'm saying? Like and just not talk yeah. to nobody. That's kinda chill, you know what I mean? With it within driving distance of LA, that's that's like that's that's key right there, man. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I'll I'd still like to eat do something. Turkey. 
Yeah, I don't know if I'm I'm, I'm too keen. Like I like be doing those things if I if there's a lot of people around and yeah. there's a lot of energy and it's like Vegas, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but like otherwise, I don't know. I think I'd rather just like be out into the to the Red Rocks or <laughs> something. You'd be like. I'm going to bring some oatmeal <laughs> on the some hottest rice. day. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, have a kettle so I can cook all that shit. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it turns out to be the hottest day in recorded history. Yeah. And sometimes it's not. So, for the, guys, go check out Matt's hiking video on our YouTube channel. <laughs> this motherfucker went to Mount Baldy, the highest point here in Southern California. And on the hottest day. <laughs> well, I wasn't the only person that was up there that day. There was so other it wasn't people. just me. <laughs> There's other white people on the hottest day up there. There was a lot of other people. Was, what do you mean other? <laughs> of all kinds of people. What colors were they? <laughs> Brown, black, white, just, yellow, purple, green. <laughs> you can't say that nowadays. Say what? others <laughs> oh. i'm just <laughs> yeah maybe not who knows like, i don't know hopefully for these who watching didn't get offended by anything we said yeah this podcast you know we do love everybody yeah for sure i man. just i'm just tired of the bullshit as well yeah i just you know it's like we were you know as i've as i've done this research and so forth into this uh history stuff yeah. that, that i'm digging into like, uh, you know, the next thing I'm expecting to have happen is that we're going to have a meteor slam into the earth in November. Damn. So twice a year, the earth, this is just quick fact out of this really complex this story. Before, this is the, this is the trailer to the, to the podcast that we're going to talk about this shit. Right? That's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Do it like that. So like quick, one of the, one interesting things about the grand story of this is that twice a year, the Earth passes through what's called the Torrid Meteor Stream, mm -hmm. and it's a stream of of a of a previous comet that was that was hundreds of miles in in size. It was it was very large, and it's broken up over time, and now it's created this giant stream of uh, that spans that spans like a lot of different uh that, that spans a great distance in our galaxy and so twice a year the earth actually passes through this stream and it's such a big stream of debris from this original comet that it takes the earth 12 days to pass through the meteor stream so for 12 days the earth is exposed to more than I want to. It's it's definitely more than two hundred thousand comets and meteors that are more than a mile in size, and so any November or June for twelve days, every November and June, we pass through this, and we are at complete risk of of having a, a giant meteor destroy half of the earth on life, uh, life on earth. So like the, the last instance of actually something hitting from the toward meteor stream was in, I think it's like 1908 was in Tungusta, Russia. And it was like something that was, it was like a cup. It was, I think 50 to a hundred meters. It wasn't that big mm -hmm. and it blew up in the atmosphere still. And it still leveled everything 
for an area over Siberia the size of London. It would have leveled everything in London had it been and over this is London. every two years this happens? No, this is every year. Every year? Every year we pass through it twice, twice in June and November. Wow. And so just to put the icing on the cake, I expect the election to be a disaster where everybody takes pitchforks sides and then a giant meteor slams into the earth and and nothing matters and and changes the course of human history <laughs> but might be the thing that unites us so when we're traveling through this thing twice right yeah is this uh when uh bitches don't act right and mercury's in retrograde? I, I don't know i don't know <laughs> All I know is when Mercury's in retrograde and bitches don't act right. You know? I, I, I'll look this up, but I know that the it, it's it's really it's incredibly scary how little funding like uh, protection against this uh, we we have. But what about Space Force? Space Force isn't even even this isn't even part of of Space Force. It's a separate separate thing that they've got squared away to to and it's it's very insufficiently funded especially yeah. in comparison to the military like we spend all this money blowing shit up but you know we could have a meteor come from behind the sun and it we wouldn't even see it until it was practically to earth you know and it doesn't take that much like supposedly we have technology that can for asteroid drilling and mining now that if we would implement it we would be able to not just drill out of asteroids for resources, but we could actually, if we knew ahead of time that one was coming, we could actually manipulate its course just slightly, ever so slightly enough that it would course off of off of Earth's path. Like the movie Armageddon. Yes, except no <laughs> explosives, okay. not blowing anything up, because if you blow it up, you just create buckshot, basically, that's then going to pepper the Earth and cause... More damage. Even more damage than if it were a single object. At least if a single object, a mile large, were to hit a continent, it basically would destroy everything on that continent. But the other side of the Earth would be okay. Okay. So it's just a better version of Armageddon. Without it's not well it wouldn't be <laughs> without the without the tasty licks from Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah, I mean it wouldn't be Armageddon for everybody. You okay. know, some people would survive. Okay. <laughs> Without the sick soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what was it? Wasn't Liv Tyler in that movie too? Yeah. Liv yeah. Tyler, ben Affleck, Bruce Willis, yeah. Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. With this crazy. All star cast. Yeah. I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> People loved that song. That was number one on the radio. Whatever happened to Liv Tyler, man? She had she hit all these blockbuster movies, and then she just was like, "I'm peace. I'm out." Maybe she made her money and was like, "I'm, I'm not. sure she, she grew did. up rich too, right? You know, she, she grew up rich too." Stephen yeah, Tyler's that's daughter. True. Yeah, so it's of course. like if you're with money, she's probably just like had a kid. Was I mean, like, yeah, she was in all the Lord of the Rings movies too. Super hot, like, super hot, yeah. cute chick. Yeah, you know. Do you think she's aged better, or do you think, what's the other chick's name? Who? Uh, the blonde. In Armageddon? No, from what? from. Uh, Lord of the Rings. No, that used to be the the other video girl, with Liv Tyler back in the day. Who? Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Alicia Silverstone hasn't aged that bad. She looks pretty good for her age. You know? 
And we're just being dudes right now. Sorry for our toxic masculinity, guys, but we got to check. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to check it out. Just to I see mean, you if know, we're still hot we, or not. We got wondered, wondered off the conversation <laughs> yeah, here so just a little bit. this is the new bit, segment. You know, sorry. Hot or not on the <laughs> Idiots podcast. I mean, I was just curious to your opinion. They were two really, you know, about the same time, you know, they were like two of the hottest yeah. chicks on the planet, I, you know. What does Liv Tyler look like right now? They've aged about equally well. Okay. I guess. So still hot. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, they're okay. Okay. As long as they didn't, you know, like, didn't get all this worked into their face and they look like lizard people. That'd be the worst. <laughs> if they that were, worked. like, they had their face all cut up and done and they got 80 facelifts and Botox and they look like they can't even smile anymore. Uh, you know, then, then I'm kind of cool <laughs> with that. <laughs> like Courtney Cox, I think she was another video girl that that I don't think she aged too great though. I think she's had a lot of work done. She's had a lot of work done. Yeah, she looks like a lizard person now. Yeah, she was cute. You remember that movie she did, uh, Masters of the Universe? Yeah, yeah. That was like the first time I remember yeah. really ever seeing seeing her. And in, right in now, anything. she's a knot. Wah, wah, wah. She's a what? She's a knot. A knot. She's not hot. Oh. <laughs> hot or not. Didn't she have that show Cougars when she's the lead cougar? Yeah, yeah. She's and on don't she supposed to be friends. hot? I mean, but then after that, that, she's had all this shit done to her face. Oh. So, yeah. Is she still married to what's-his-face? David Arquette? No, nah, I think they're divorced. That's why he's out doing pro wrestling again. Is he really? Yeah, man. He's out doing pro wrestling. He has this, like... He's going to fucking get hurt that, like, badly. I th he has a documentary out right now called it was some it was all about his pro wrestling journey and it was about like you can't kill david arquette or something i think i get name. it you but how old is he i don't know he's old as fucking he's in his 50s yeah, right yeah yeah for sure like you can't be 50 and be an amateur <laughs> pro wrestler pro wrestler yeah. a new amateur yeah, pro wrestler yeah. at that like yeah. you're gonna get hurt <laughs> but you know that's what happens after you. I guess you, he's got money. He don't have to worry about Courtney it. Divorced Courtney Cox and she became a lizard person. <laughs> you want to do pro wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> but well, this has been episode seventeen of the Evolved Idiots podcast. Yes, indeed. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been a fucking uh, 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 a shining light during the COVID bullshit of this year so hopefully we could get you through you know through some of you you know some good good times yeah with some of you guys. yeah man just uh my, my general takeaway i want for everybody from from listening to this is just like wake up you know up. realize realize you're being manipulated don't feed into the system take back your power know your worth and and be the change you want to see be the change do some do some shrooms <laughs> we'll, see you. we'll see you guys next time peace peace <laughs>